Join Ian Garvey as we uncover the hidden marketing stories that shape our world. Reveal the latest marketing tactics that will shape the future and the amazing people that grow organizations, movements, and businesses. Learn to grow your business and shape the world around you. Welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show with Ian Garlic. And yes, it's Ian, not Ian. That's marketing too. All right, back with the Garlic Marketing Show book marketing series. I've got my good friend Lisa Tenner here, book coach, author, amazing, amazing book coach, and it's helped a lot of people get their book proposals out there. Some very famous books, very successful books. Lisa, thanks for being on the series. My pleasure, Ian. So I think a lot of people, you know, we we talk so much about self-publishing and, and thinking about it, but there's a lot of advantages still to doing a book proposal and getting in front of an in front of a book publisher these days, isn't there? There, there is. You know, it's always I think a very individual decision, and I'd say, you know, a lot of clients I'll say self-published, absolutely. But if you really want to get that cachet of a traditional publisher and have somebody who's doing all that background work for you, you, you know, you don't have to think about a lot of that. It can be, again, a great way to get your book out there and have the greatest impact, especially with a big five publisher or a publisher that's really specific to your niche. And they already have a big audience within that niche. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, we write books. A lot of people are in business to write books because they want to grow their authority and they want to become an authority slash thought leader. I'm not a big fan of that, but it is it will help you. And the idea of getting in front of someone, it, the right people is important, but the idea of a proposal seems daunting. Now, do you have to have a book written to write the proposal? You don't, you don't. All you need, well, I shouldn't say all you need because it is a big project, but all you need is the, you know, kind of all those marketing pieces that make up a proposal and we can go over what some of them are. Um, and then one or two sample chapters, sometimes for particular publishers, they want to see more like three. And if it's a memoir, the book should be written because they'll read the proposal. And unless you're super, super famous celebrity, they're going to say, well, show us the whole book. And we want to make sure it holds together as a complete story. Gotcha. Gotcha. So how long does it take to write a proposal? How long does it take to get it accepted? Yeah, it, you know, uh, that's a great question. I would say, you know, the average person who comes to me doesn't have a big enough platform. So partly while they're writing the proposal, they're working on the platform and the platform may take a little longer. So if you have a platform, I'd say you could do a good proposal in two or three months. Um, some people do it even faster. Most people take longer. Uh, and that's just, I think they have a lot of things going on. And so, uh, but also the biggest thing is that platform building. And so it, it just, it just drags it out. So if you can do whatever you can do to grow that platform quickly, that's going to make it a lot quicker to go to agents and then publishers in terms of how quickly they get back to you. I'm fortunate to have relationships with agents, so they will get back to me usually within the day, which is really nice. But if, you know, if you don't have a relationship, sometimes they don't get back to you. They say, you know, we, because of the many, many piles of submissions we get, we 
can only get back to you if if we're you know interested. That's especially true with publishers, but usually it's your agent who's going to work with publishers, and it kind of depends on the time of year and which which houses they're going for. Um, but they'll they'll they they usually will know fairly soon whether there's some interest. But then if it goes to an acquisitions board meeting. There might be a bunch of books that are in the next couple meetings, and so it gets pushed down the road a little. So it's a little hard to say, but um, but you know, usually that un unless the agent wants some changes or wants you to develop your platform more, I would say maybe two or three months. Gotcha. And yeah. and so you've helped people because I want to talk about what goes into a great proposal, but. Tell me, because you've helped people who've written proposals, it didn't work, and you've reworked the proposals, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, sometimes it's just the the structure of the book that they're proposing isn't ideal. Like they're proposing it in two parts, and the first part is, you know, all about the why, and the second part's prescriptive. And people usually want those steps to take sooner, so you need to mix the why in you know, or the teaching and educational component with the prescriptive part. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, and does one story come to mind of someone that you've helped with a proposal after they've written the proposal and gotten their book published and became famous and successful? Cause I know you have famous people. <laughs> oh, good question. So, so somebody who's, who's come to me, usually I guide people from the beginning to write their proposals. So there definitely are people who do come to me with a full proposal, but it's just not coming to mind my, right now. Let me see if it does no, later. No, no problem. But, Tell me about someone that you helped with their proposal. Who comes yeah. to mind? With so I, I've met a lot of my clients um, at Harvard Medical School's publishing course, where I served on the faculty um, until the past two years, they haven't offered it. But uh, so it was over a decade. And one of my early clients was Carrie Barron. She's a psychiatrist. And when she pitched the book at, at the conference, she was calling it uncreative, but I can't create. And so when we did our first initial book concept consultation, I said, I don't think publishers are going to get that excited about that um, title uh, for, at that time. I think now with creative content, it actually would be a good title. But I said, you know, I think your clients or your readers are really your patients. They're the people who come to you when they're anxious and depressed and unhappy. And that's a huge market. And they're very desperate for help, right? So uh, so that's what we went with. And I suggested the title, The Creativity Cure. And uh, we worked on that proposal together and then uh, submitted it to several agents I knew. And at the Harvard conference the next year, uh, that's when we submitted it at like right before that conference. And one of the agents came up to me and said, uh, I, I just read the proposal and, you know, I, I want to be the agent for that. So wow. what do we need to do? Uh, and there are other agents interested, but she was just really aggressive at it. Like she told me all the reasons why she should be the agent. So uh, that was an example where, you know, it was really important to fine tune who the market was and how we define it uh, as a large size and very hungry for what publishers were looking for at the time. And then I came up with the title, The Creativity Cure, which I also think, you know, happens to be a really good title. The publisher changed the subtitle 
So, you know, publishers will sometimes change title too. Don't be too attached. If you are traditionally publishing, you are not going to have complete control over everything that happens. And that can include title, it can include cover, uh, even some of the content. So you have to be willing to give up some control. Now, publishers have a lot of experience and hopefully they're making very good decisions, but that that is an issue. Um, I had one client where his agent negotiated that he had the ability to um to reject a title so he he couldn't decide on the you know he couldn't say this is the final title but he could say i won't accept that title so that's unusual to be able to negotiate that but his his agent did negotiate that wow so you know obviously one part is knowing your audience but what goes into a great book proposal yeah. So, you know, the, the very first thing is the cover page, right? So you want to have a great title that that indicates that there is a large audience for this or that this is really fresh and exciting and it solves a problem. Um, so, there, you know, there are a lot of things that go into a great title, but that's going to be on the cover page. Another thing that's on the cover page is the forward. So if you get a forward by a celebrity or a New York Times bestselling author, that's going to help also. And um, both both from a standpoint of um, credibility, but also on Amazon, when people search for that forward writer, your book will come up. They're considered a, an author. So that's that's a really big thing. Publishers love to see it. So that's some of the right away what they see. Then you might have a splash page with some bullet points of things that are going to attract the publisher. And then you've got the overview. So you want a really great hook. And the hook could be something counterintuitive. So the publisher's like, wow, I didn't know that. Uh, that's really interesting. And people will be excited to learn more about this. Um, the hook could be, you know, some statistics that show how important this book is, how needed it is, how big a market it is. And also, it's always good to have a platform hook. Publishers and agents um, really, unless it's a very small, really small niche publisher, you know, they're not looking for people with small platforms that they can help grow over time. They're looking for people with a large reach. So, uh, really throw in, you know, one or two of your biggest, um, your, your, you know, your, your things that show that you're going to reach a lot of people. So it could be social media, email list, and the size of that. Uh, an engagement too. And it could also be if you do a lot of speaking, that's a great one because that helps sell books. Podcasts help sell books. So those are all things you might mention or something that went viral, a viral article you wrote. Nice. And I mean, that's great advice. And, you know, one thing with marketing is testing, right? And, and is testing. How do you go about making sure, because I, I'm assuming you shouldn't just write the proposal and send it. You should have someone look at it, maybe test it out you know, do you get an agent first and then write the proposal? Do you uh, Tell me about how that works. Yeah, you do write the proposal before you get an agent. Occasionally people will come to me to say that an agent's waiting to, to see this proposal, but it, it's a little trickier to do that because sometimes you get an agent interested and you don't have the platform yet and it takes time to write a good proposal. So I suggest always have the proposal absolutely ready to go, perfectly polished, everything's, everything's all right. And, and then send it out and remind me your question again. Uh, oh, no, no problem. Sure. And then how do you, you know, you send it to the agent and how do you know it's a good proposal? I mean, do you get feedback from the agents? Is there some place you can test it out? Should you have someone else read it first? Yeah. 
Always ask for feedback from the agent. You know, when you do send it out, you won't always get it, but it's always worth asking. Um, it's great to have a, a book proposal coach because then you'll have somebody with expertise who is looking it over. And I always find, even with somebody who's a great writer or or, or really understands how to market something, and so they do a good proposal, there, there's always value added. But it's great if you can show it to some, some people in your target market too. You might not show them the whole proposal. You might just show them the sample chapters and chapter outlines. You also want to get endorsements ahead of time that you can put in the proposal. It's great. Um, you know, if you, if you say I have relationships with these people, I'm going to get an endorsement. Publishers figure it's maybe 50-50. And if you don't know the person, forget it. Don't even put it in the proposal. But if you have people who've said, yes, they're going to provide an endorsement, that's more compelling. And the most compelling is if you've already collected these endorsements. And some people who know you well, even though the whole book's not written, based on the sample chapters and the and maybe even just the the table of contents or else the chapter summaries, they may well be willing to write something and that publishers really love to see and agents love to see. I, I, that's great. Great advice. And some people might be thinking, well, I write the proposal. Oh my God. Then I'm going to have to actually write the book. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that a true. fear people have? <laughs> um, it, it absolutely is. And first of all, you can get a ghostwriter. You know, if you, if writing's not your thing or you just don't have the time, you can get a ghostwriter. I will say that, uh, that, and I do actually refer, part of my business is referring people to ghostwriters. Um, so you get what you pay for, you know, and I, I it's it just, I've seen it time and again, where people go for cheap ghostwriting and they get something unusable. So if you don't have the budget, don't, don't hire a ghostwriter, hire a good editor. Um, but so, you know, that is one option. And the other thing is you, you'll, you know, you, you'll hire an editor to help you and you should do that with the sample chapters for your proposal, as well as the book itself. Uh, one thing I will say is make sure you're budgeting for an editor for the book, because if you send in really beautiful sample chapters and then you know, you, you sign a book deal and suddenly you're sending in chapters that are really not the same quality. Um, the publisher's going to feel misled and be upset and, and it might really wreck things for you. So, you know, send in the same quality that you sent in your proposal for the wow. book. People sometimes think, well, my editor is going to edit it and, and they may. Um, nowadays, there's less money for that, you know, so it depends on the publisher, but they want to see something really polished and fine-tuned. They don't want to do a lot of detail. You know, in fiction, they may do a lot more hands-on editing, but for a prescriptive book, nonfiction, they they are not going to want to do that. So you really need to hand in something really polished. That's great advice. And here comes a shameless plug because I, you know, you have an amazing group to help people with this, don't you? I've been parts of your groups. That's why I brought you on. You're really great at coaching people uh, and also a great writer. Uh, tell me a little bit about your group. Yeah. So the group is, um, it, it's really great for people who need some accountability. And sometimes it's hard to write on your own. So we get together, uh, once a week. And, and that may change. I may start to add more times, but we get together for two hours. We're kind of doing some movement and breath. So we really get that creative energy moving all that oxygen to the brain. 
And then we write, we set intention first, and then we write. And usually we're writing for 35 to 45 minutes for a clip. Then we take a break. We share some insights, any challenges that came up, any questions. In class last time, somebody brought up a book proposal question, actually, and I answered. We have a moment for gratitude. And then we go back and, and kind of do some movement again and breathing because that, you know, if you're sitting at a desk, there's just a way that things start to not flow as well. And it's just really great to get things moving. We write again for another 40, 45 minutes. And then um, people do have a chance to read to somebody. We can, we do breakout groups. So I, that's an opportunity to, to gain some confidence too, when you're sharing your writing and you might get some feedback that's helpful. So that's, that's a, I think a great place to start. And we do it every single week. Uh, and what's the name of the group and where can someone learn more about it? It's Get Your Writing Done. And you can go to lisatenner.com and you'll find it under Write a Book. I love it. We'll put a link to that in the show notes. And what, what's where's the best place to follow you, Lisa? Where do you spend your most of your time? <laughs> well, I'm on Twitter and that, that's probably the place where I post the most, but I'm on Instagram too. Uh, Lisa Tenner writes with some underscores in there <laughs> and LinkedIn, not as much. I'm, the, I'm there. You can find me there and I'll get back to you, but I don't check it every day. And I do have a Facebook group too, Write and Create with Lisa Tenner. And that's free and a great place also to get some accountability, feel like you're part of community and so feel that support. And also I'll answer questions there as well. And I also have a blog, lisatenner.com slash blog. And that's a good place to, I've got tons of articles on writing book proposals and lots of other writing things as well. Awesome. We'll put a link to all that stuff in the show notes. Lisa, thanks so much for being on the book marketing series on the Garlic Marketing Show. Thank you, Ian. It's a pleasure. And thank you all for taking Lisa and I on your journey. Make sure to connect with her. If you're thinking about writing a book, if you need a proposal, definitely do it. She's one of the best. But thank you all. And this has been Ian Garlic and the Garlic Marketing Show. Video. You know it'll make you an authority. You know it will get you more leads. Better leads that close faster and spend more with you. And video stories will help you be remembered and connect with those perfect clients. The problem is, where do you start? Storycruise.com is the place to go. It's like a film crew with an S. What's your strategy? Do you do it yourself? Do you hire a videographer, an agency? Do you need an editor? How do you know if they really know your business and how to make videos for business that work? The answer to all of this and more can be found at storycruise.com. It is the place to find the latest video marketing strategies, the best gear for your business, as well as videographers, editors, and agencies near you that are trained in video storytelling for business. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get special insider info for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show, including special access to several of my courses, including my case story course. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get a whole bunch of special offers just for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show. Whether you're looking for a videographer or to do it yourself, go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get started today. That's it for the Garlic Marketing Show. 
If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook.